from the windows, doors, and more studios. Your one-stop shop for all your kitchen and bath needs. The Pat Miller Program. Whoa, whoa. 92.3 FM and 1190 AM. Depend on it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Pat Miller Program as we continue to cruise through Wednesday. Can you cruise through a Wednesday? Can we do that? Is that what we're doing? We're... we're we're lumbering our way through Wednesday. How about that? We're right here on WoWo 1190 AM, 92.3 FM, and filling in for Casey Hendrickson this week on MNC. And off my left elbow, somebody who's a little kind of important uh, to us around here, Colonel Jeremy Milliman. He's the 122nd Mission Support Group Commander out here at the 122nd, which is at Fort Wayne International Airport. Sir, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Pat. Great to be here. Good good to have you with us. Um, and I, you know, these guys were in here when I said... I might want to try to be part of the Bad Apple Dancers, you know. And he he looked at me kind of funny. He was like, eh, I don't know if I want to. But then William Hopper, who's here, looked at me kind of like, okay, you might do that, but you're not getting into an A-10, okay? So <laughs> my, my story of stories, you ready? When I was in evangelism, I was on the West Coast in San Francisco, and I was speaking at some schools on – Alcohol, drug abuse, teenage suicide, yada, yada, yada. The Blue Angels were going through at the same time. So they had their guys there. Guy comes up to me afterwards and he says, so you like flying? Because I talked about it. And I said, oh, man, I love to fly. He says, you want to go up? Do donkeys stink? Yes, I want to go up. And so they had it all set up. He says, you got to be at the San Francisco International Airport tomorrow morning, no later than 645. And I don't mean at the gate. you got to be on the tarmac at 645. And I'm thinking... No problem. I call and tell Kim. You're not going to believe what's going to happen tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. At about 3.30 in the morning, I had never been so sick with the flu in all my life as I was then. I couldn't even go up in a Cessna 182. I mean, I just I couldn't do it. So it was not much fun. That's so, too bad. But I honor what you and all the other people in and around uh, the 122nd doing, flyers and then those that keep those planes in the air, and then all the administration and all the men and women that push paper and change things and do everything so everybody can be there. It takes a lot to keep a group of planes in the air. It does. It, it takes about 1,000 airmen. That's how, how many we have at the 122nd. 1,000 airmen? Yes, sir. On a drill weekend, we have 1,000 airmen. That's that's more than a few. I just, <laughs> so, uh, but, but now, I will tell you, I've looked, and I'm going to ask you this question, because A, I'm very, very nosy, and B, I want an answer. I was out at the Fort Wayne Airport a couple weeks ago, and I went by there again yesterday morning, and when you're at the observation area, you can look across the tarmac, and you can see the military side, and you see that outdoor hangar that we've got there, the shelter, and that's where the A-10s always are. I saw none a week ago. And I saw none today. I'm assuming, and remember how brilliant I am, not very, I'm assuming they're gone. We're we're getting scarce. We're in transition right now going to the F-16. Wow. Just, they're, you know, yeah. Just, it's a killer because I tell you what, and I understand uh, they are – they are a niche aircraft. They are, you know, but in the niche that they were, it's pretty awesome. Uh, but people, when they when we've had F series planes here before, when they see these F 16s coming back, it's going to be extremely exciting. But it is kind of sad to see them go. Yeah, we love the A ten. Um, it's a great air- aircraft um, built for a specific job to support the guys on the ground yep. and get them out of tough tough spots. Yep, and it did a fantastic job of that. We we did a fantastic job of that for a number of years, and but we're excited to go to the F sixteen. It's, yeah. it's going to be a great journey. Yeah, I had I had a guy who was a, a pilot who told me one time. He said, "When we came over the ridge with an A ten, 
and the guys on the ground, you could see them turn and start to cheer. Here they come because you could get rid of somebody that was 50 yards away from them and just come in and just, you know, do what you had to do. You could fire. They just brought me a bullet, by the way. Is it a bullet? Is that a property say? It is. Okay, and this is a what millimeter? 30 millimeter. Okay. It's bigger than a bread box. Okay. And so that Gatling gun on those A-10s rattled those things out of there. You could split a tank in half. That's what they're designed for. Yeah. But now we go to F-16s. How are these different other than just faster and louder and just really move? I mean, these are an incredible aircraft. They're very incredible. They're very capable, and they're multi-role. So they can – the A-10 is built to for air-to-ground attack. Right. The F-16 can do that but can also fight air-to-air in and out of the theater. A, a lot of times when we go clear back – this is going way back. But when we go back when we first started uh, attacking Iraq, Saddam's Iraq – and we saw some of that first footage that came over back then, and you could see a jet release, you know, a, a missile, and then you could see it like go right down the chimney of a building, and the building just blew up. Those were F series aircraft, right? Yeah, a combination of F series aircraft and the precision guided munitions that we have now can do incredible things, even even then. Wow. So, so, so if I have people that give me a real hard time sometimes on my program, or people I just don't like, if I say, if you guys are going out today to practice, if you could hit this house right here, and I, can we do that? Uh, no, sir. Okay. I, <laughs> I would I would have given almost a year's pay if just for a brief moment he would have said, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do that. Okay, so now, what's going on out there to get ready for this? Like, for example, I know I hear talk about building projects. What's yeah. going on out there? Yeah, Pat, so we got a lot of work going on right now. It may look quiet on the flight line, but there's actually a beehive of activity going on at the base right now. Um, our... Folks are retraining, so our pilots are off at schools doing retraining. Our maintenance, aircraft maintenance folks are out doing retraining, and we're going to have a training team come here in January and retrain a good number of our folks on the aircraft maintenance side. Okay. We've got lots of parts and equipment coming and going, A-10 stuff going out, F-16 equipment and parts coming in, and our logistics um, readiness squadron manages all that. So we have literally truckloads coming and going. You know, and you talk about training and retraining, and some people had said, I mentioned this to you right before we went on the air, some people were saying, oh, I wish they could keep at least some of the A-10s here. If you've got somebody like my wife's nephew who's involved with, you know, uh, ordnance and knowing how to load it and get all that on there and the equipment that you're dealing with, if you have to do that and know how to do it with two different aircraft at the switch of a moment that's almost impossible yeah we we really need to be we need to transition from one over directly to the next and not really be doing both at the same time just because as you said it's it's uh it's not an easy job and it has to be done right and so we have to be have our folks squarely focused on doing um what they do very well for their their aircraft. Yeah. So you've got to do that. You've got all these construction projects going on on the base. We do, yes. Um, and do those – in that construction, does it involve the housing of the planes or the housing of the equipment or what? Um, it's, it's more kind of all-around support. So a couple weeks ago, we worked in partnership with the Air – the airport and another unit out of Ohio to put in um, an aircraft arresting barrier on one end, one end of the runway, a mobile one, a temporary one. And that's one of the things we needed to bring in the F-16. It's a safety item that we needed to have down there at the end of the runway just in case to, to catch an F-16 that might have hot brakes or something like that. Um, and uh, that's a required item for safety reasons for military aircraft, and we've sure. got that done now. So, so we're th- making th- progress. This is, this is a, a device that's mounted to the runway. 
at the end. It's on the it's on the outside uh, edges of the runway, and okay. we, it's not it's not across the runway on a regular basis. It's just there just in case we can pull a cable across at the end if we need to. I almost like a cable on an aircraft carrier. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So this is not to stop an Allegiant airline jet from coming no. in. Okay. No. <laughs> not the same. It's thing. Specifically for the F sixteen, okay. and only used for that. I had to ask. You understand? I had to ask. Okay. It had to come out. Um, so all this is going on. You got the training. You're converting. And this is an unfair question. We asked a little bit. The conversion system is going on now. Um, I know it's almost impossible to tell me when the first F-16 shows up, but are we thinking that probably most of the conversion will happen over the course of the next six months or so? Um, we're expecting to get our first airplanes over the next six months in the fall-winter time frame. We're expecting to get them, and we need them to come in so that we can get hands-on practice with them and start uh, working with them at the base. Okay, that, that's awesome. Um, and one other thing, and this is just me to you, and remember, I just talked to a guy a while ago about getting me on the Bad Apple Dancers, so I'm willing to try anything. There was a time several years ago, this would have been before either one of you guys served or you were with the 122nd. We, we had, it was before the A-10, so whatever the F-Series was before that, and we were having the start of um, the Three Rivers Parade. And they did a flyover, and they did a flyby, and they came through town kind of low. <laughs> and I can still remember, I, I, I turned to my wife and I said, that's just a little close to the ground. And the next thing you know in the paper the next day, one or two windows on one of the bank buildings had cracked. I'll, I'll offer you $5,000 right now if at the start of one of the coming <laughs> – one of the coming parades that we have, if we can crack at least three windows. Anybody game for that, or you just... I know you can't admit it on the air. Yeah, we, we try not to break anything we're not supposed to. <laughs> so so if I tell you uh, there's a radical Islamic group inside of one of the bank buildings downtown, you're not going to buy that? That's probably for other folks to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll shoot them while we're driving by. So, well, listen, congratulations on everything going on out there. And I know you guys are excited. We are. Because this is when you transition to something new and cool, that is amazing. I'll see you again next week when the Honor Flight meets there uh, for their breakfast before they take off. I'll be out there on the 13th. I'll be there, too. Okay. The following month uh, in October, I'll be out there because I'm going on that Honor Flight. My first time in six years, and I'm geeked about going on. You guys are getting geeked about F-16s, right? I am just just beyond thrilled going on an A321 from here to Washington, D.C. Yeah. You know, where the, our, ma- our max speed will be about 400 miles an hour. The Honor Flight is just a, an amazing program. It uh, is. It's a great program. We're proud to be a partner of it. Um, my grandfather was a World War II vet. And, is that right? And he took an Honor Flight, and that was all he talked about for about 10 years. Now, did he go from here or somewhere else? He did. Else? He flew out of here. It was a Northeast Indian Honor Flight. Is that right? Yes, sir. Isn't that awesome? It is. He passed away last year, but um, about, you know, for like I say, the last 10 years, that's about all he talked about. It was one of the greatest days in his life. Yep. I, I, I remember, and I haven't talked to him for a couple of years, my fault, but my very first uh, person that I went on an Honor Flight with, and I was their guardian, uh, his granddaughter told me uh, about three years later, the guy just won't shut up. <laughs> he talks about it all the time. It's a great day, and it's yeah. it's it's a great way for us to recognize their service because those are you know true heroes. Yeah, that's right. Well, listen, thank you very much, uh, and, and thanks uh, also for bringing uh, Hopper with you because I know that that's that's kind of a stretch, and you know you have to act like you're glad that he's with. Is he driving you today? He didn't drive me here, but it's definitely a team effort. So, <laughs> man, these guys won't commit to anything, will they? So, so they're nice to have you both here. I appreciate. It. Let's make sure we get you back in real soon. Sounds good. And then I'll see you guys next week out at the base. Sounds great. See Sounds you then. Good. 
podcast by Federated Media.